are outdoor ladies who hunt, shoot, and fish, all while working in conservation and chasing kids. I am Julia Plugge with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. I'm Rachel Alice with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. I am Megan Weiskup with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. And I'm Tana Fancher with the Kansas Department of Wildlife, Parks, and Tourism. Follow us on our outdoor adventures. Hey, this is Julia out here on site at a farm pond. We are uh, going to bring you the podcast kind of a remote location. So you'll have to bear with us as the the wind is blowing, but you also hear the birds chirping in the background and water splashing and my kiddo out here fishing. So you might hear some excitement if he has some success. I'm out here today with Kayla Gadikin and she's going to give us some tips on fishing for largemouth bass. Hello everyone, it's great to be here. I graduated in UNL in 2020 with a bachelor's degree in fisheries and wildlife. And I'm here with Julia as her staff assistant, so I get to help her with doing everyday things like expos and education events for you guys. I've been fishing since I was little. I started as a 4-H'er with just a little fishing pole in a tiny backyard pond. And I've just kind of gained experience over the years, just trying new things, doing this, doing that, and learning along the way. Hey, Kayla, welcome to the show. We're very excited to learn some techniques from you today on how to uh, fish largemouth bass. Again, I just want to put a shout out that we are out remote in the middle of a farm pond. So you're going to hear some wind. You're going, you might just hear some excitement from an eight-year-old trying to catch bluegill right now but hey that's all part of the fun and welcome Kayla. Thanks Julia. So let's just get started one of the first things I want to know is in this pond that there was large mouth where would be the best spot to try to uh, go fishing to find this species? The best spot for this pond here we have a bunch of old dead cedar trees that are lining the edges on the north side of this pond that would be the best spot to find largemouth bass because they can hide within the dead cedar tree limbs and find minnows and worms there. So really pretty simple area to find you know these this species of fish. I think they're pretty durable from what my understanding is. What do they feed on? I mean that's that's an important thing that for a success rate they've had to have something in that area to feed on uh what would you suggest or where what would i look for even within the habitat or that area to know that there may be a success rate yeah that's a great question largemouth bass are opportunistic feeders so they'll really eat anything that they can find and they'll eat anything that's up to half their size so if they come across a fish that is looking really tasty that day they'll just go for it and eat it they also eat insects crawfish any type of bottom feeding type of bugs or fish little fish large fish you name it they're eating it so it sounds like basically you know they're they're pretty oh as perspectives of having kids they're not a picky fish at all so when it reflects into what kind of bait I should use what would you suggest then for bait there's a variety of baits. 
that you can use. The most common one I would say is just using a wax worm. You can also use a spinner bait that has a little mirror on the front. You can also use a diving bait. It really doesn't matter, like Julia said, they're not a picky eater, so just keep trying different lures and if one works, stick with it and if it doesn't, maybe change it up. Yeah, earthworms, I mean, right now, it's, it's spring season. Dig yourself and find yourself a hole and start digging a hole and find yourself some earthworms. Uh, that's certainly what my kids love to do. You know, they'll just spend a couple hours in the evening and start digging holes out in the yard <laughs> looking for worms. And then you could cut those worms up and use it for multiple times. And you're not out anything. Once you cast out there and your worm falls off, you're certainly not out any money. And you're out like a split second of time if it falls off. You know, while we're out on site, and again, remind you, that's why it's windy. That's why there's a lot of background noise. <laughs> Standing next to us while we record this podcast episode is uh, my eight-year-old son, and he's been out in this pond fishing, and he has successfully, I think, in the last, like, five minutes, caught three bluegill and one largemouth bass. And what he's using is just, a, like, a simple plastic cheap super duper cheap worm so it's exactly the fish apparently are either they're really hungry this morning or again like she said it's, it's so simple uh and and they're not a picky fish at all but today is absolutely beautiful despite a little bit of a wind but sometimes i i don't mind the wind because then that wind is or that air is not stale what would you suggest is the best weather or temperature to for fishing largemouth. You know, Julia, bass are not picky when it comes to weather either. They're just the fish to catch. If it's sunny, they'll go a little bit shallower. They don't want to be up in that hot water, but if it's cool, they'll stick to the surface and it just really depends on the day. If it's windy, they'll, they're more active. If it's raining, they're more active and you just got to play and see what works best for you fish are different depending on the pond so. you know with the podcast different than if we were to have a video we could have had a video and show catching and describe what the look is and if you're not real familiar with your aquatic species how would you best explain in words what a largemouth bass looks like they're a green color with a really dark black or dark green line that goes from their nose back to their tail so it's hard to miss them and they have that huge mouth so if you catch one you got one it's just a lot easier to uh to get those hooks out so we've talked about where we would find them uh, what they eat uh, what they look like let's get down to what equipment that we would need my son is out here uh fishing with us and honestly, they just kind of have a cheap box store fishing pole with them and has been having success. You know, what would you suggest would be the best fishing pole for a novice uh, angler for largemouth bass? You know, Julia, any fishing pole would work. It doesn't matter. You don't need the high-end stuff, especially if you're a beginner. Anything would work for you guys. So if you just go to Walmart, go to Shields, just get any fishing pole that really stands out to you, that would that would work. My pole, uh, it's pink, so I had to go with the pink one. So we had pink and orange, and, and I think it was more the color that drew me onto that one. But you're certainly right that, you know, just pick a pick a pole to start with, give it a try. 
And it's funny how you mentioned, you know, your favorite lure. That's the same with my son. Like he is the king of the family of catching largemouth. We had we had a late start on recording this podcast. Not gonna lie, because he uh, cast it out, and we cast a little wrong direction and got his favorite lure stuck in um, a cedar tree. And so there we are as we look over and here's my eight-year-old climbing the tree, this dead cedar tree, to get his lure out. So, you know, like Kayla said, you, you have your favorite lures and you'll do anything, <laughs> you'll do anything to, uh, to get that lure back. Unfortunately, we had to cut the line and now I have a sad eight-year-old that I've had to like bribe. Okay, we'll go back, we'll buy you a new one because I don't that cedar tree is going to fall and you're going to end up in the water so yep you have your favorites and you get you're a diehard and try to save them let's touch on some techniques now that might attract the fish to your pool what are some suggestions that you have for the listeners as far as techniques on catching this fish that's a great question and a question that doesn't really have one answer What you're really trying to do is mimic their prey. So you're trying to look like a fish or look like an insect, something that really triggers their stomach. The casting that I usually go to is a jigging type of casting. So I'll cast it out, I'll reel in a little bit, and then I'll stop. I'll reel a little bit more, and then I'll stop. But there's a ton of different types. You can just cast it out and reel it in. You can cast it out, put a bobber on it, just let it sit. I mean try different ways and some ways work better than others some ways work better for different weather so it just really depends on what the fish are feeling like that day i think that's part of the game because otherwise if you just cast your pole out there or don't throw your whole pole out there (laughs) if you just cast out there uh and and they just keep finding your pole all the time or your line that's no fun like you feel like you got to have a little technique in there to keep it to keep it going and i especially want to that got to keep trying something new or otherwise I'm going to sit in that chair and and fall asleep. What about location to stand or sit? Are they a shoreline fish? Uh, Can I go kayaking to catch the fish? Yeah, so they're kind of found all over the lake. You can definitely stand on the shoreline and catch the fish or you could go out in a kayak and catch them too. It really depends kind of how deep the water is and what the habitat is around where you're fishing. So if you're fishing in some really deep open water, that might not be the best place to catch bass, but if you're in shallower water where you can kind of get your kayak up where you can't get a boat, that would be a really good spot to find them. So I should have announced in the beginning that we we are here in Nebraska recording on a site. You know, in Nebraska, and I'm pretty confident, you know, all the states are the same, but you do need to have something in your pocket, uh, even mobily on your device, to be to fish legally. And and what is that, Kayla? What do what do I need to legally be fishing? For any state that you're in, you're going to need a fishing license. So here in Nebraska, if you go to outdoornebraska.org, you can purchase a daily or an annual fishing permit there. Now you'll have to go to your state's online page and look through their fishing guidelines and they will tell you where you can get your annual or daily fishing license. Check on the ages as well because here in Nebraska you have to be 16 and up to have that license so you know youth under the age of 16 
they don't need a fishing permit. My kids, they're under the age of 16 and go fishing and have an absolute ball. So the license that you purchase, the, that funding goes back to the state for conservation that supports habitat recovery, uh, habitat development, research. Uh, when we do stocking of ponds, those are the funds that go back to that to continue our aquatic opportunities so you know it's certainly a well-spent dollar to support the conservation um, a minimal fee just think by you know that little bit that you're spending on a fishing license that's in the entire year where that same amount that you would spend um, you would burn in one evening going to the movies or bowling or whatever and you can even get a lifetime fishing permit in fact my kids got that when they were only two years old we bought them their lifetime fish and hunt combo and and so they are set for life we don't have to worry about annually going and buying that permit for them they're set to go and absolutely best gift i think we've ever given them so i encourage you to you know go to your agency's website in addition to that always be cautious on your regulations as far as size of fish that you can catch who can catch where you know there's ponds out there that are only for youth or there's ponds out there that are only catch and release so always know you know where you're fishing what you can keep or what you may have to throw back. You know, sometimes they say they have to be a certain size to keep them uh, to, or throw back. And again, that just kind of goes back to conservation, making sure we're not um, either overpopulating a pond or we're not taking too many so then we, we damage the population. That A question that we get a lot is, do I need a fishing license in this location? Um, I'm going to be in my little local community pond in the middle of my town. Do I need a fishing license there? I'm going to be on my own farm pond. Do I need my fishing license there? Uh, what is that answer? I mean, where do and when do they need a fishing license? You'll need a fishing license whenever you're on a body of water that is spring fed or is fed by a river or a stream yeah, so basically you know almost every body of water out there you need a fishing license and meaning that so if there's a freestanding water hole that is not um, naturally fed by like she said a spring or a, a, la a lake or a runoff or any sort Honestly, you know, that's when you don't need a fishing license, but, you know, it, it it's always safe to, to have that no matter what because you just may not be certain. So the answer is, do you need a fishing license for that pond in the middle of Lincoln or Des Moines? The answer is, yes, you do. Uh, and again, it, it goes back to that funds, goes back to habitat recovery, it goes back to stocking, it goes back, it goes to the biologists that are researching the species, um, just a lot there. Oh, and my son is yelling across the pond that he got a bluegill, so, so from there, we better end this question quickly. Kayla, we've had uh, a lot of fun out here on spots, a lot more fun recording out here in the field than it certainly is in our stale offices. But as we wrap up this uh, short episode on catching largemouth bass, what additional information do you have for our listeners? One piece of advice that I'd encourage 
any fisherman, experienced or novice, is to try new things and just to have fun. You know, there's a lot of techniques out there, a lot of different ways to do stuff, and it's just a great idea to try everything and have fun. Kayla, this has been a lot of fun recording this podcast out here um, on site today. I, I gotta have to admit, a lot better than the office, but um, and it's a beautiful day. It was just, it was a challenge to be in the office. So again, thank you for joining me out here. And I learned a lot about largemouth and you got to go fishing on the job today. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I hope you guys learned something new and go out and catch a fish.